everyone. Welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the Realistic SLP. Welcome! Welcome. Oh, look, we did that together. We're awesome. (laughs) Cheers to that. That's right. Our life is speech and we're okay with that. Understanding, language, comprehension, expressive output. And then also you're teaching them like syntactically correct sentences. Right. Work smarter, not harder. Right. The first step is just how to communicate. Trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech language communication. Neurons that fire together, wire together. I like that. That's really genius. We yeah. need to choose that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We're back with another episode. I'm Deb. I'm Maria. And welcome our beautiful guest, Ann Page. Welcome. welcome. Say hi. <laughs> Hi, Hi, thanks for doing the podcast yes, with us. We're so excited to have you. I am so happy to be here. Great. <laughs> so we'll get right into it. We're having some wine and cheese. Oh, I didn't even sit my wine oh, yet. Yeah, cheers. So cheers. Oh, we'll do a virtual cheers. Yeah, virtual cheers. cheers. Oh, you're red too. Oh, That's we both good. have, we all have red wine here, all okay. three of us. What we're mm-hmm. drinking over here is Jay Lore. I don't know what that is what that is. I never heard of that one before, okay. but it's a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. I hope I you're, getting, that you're getting good at that. I'm getting that good there. Yeah. The 2016. It's quite vintage. <laughs> it's a good year for the wine. And uh, it's characterized as dark and dense and uh, has aromas of black currant, blueberry, and cherry. But I wouldn't say it's like overwhelming with those flavors. I think it's just the right amount. So I like this. I think it's pretty dense. We paired it with fruit and cheese. Fruit and cheese, which brings Mm. out like the fruitiness in the wine, I think. Yeah. I'm sticking with vitamin C because I'm a little bit sick. Oh, so you're having oranges. Yeah, we have oranges, apples, blueberries, raspberries, and mozzarella cheese. Because I feel like I didn't have enough vitamins recently. Right. So we're just going to drink it. Getting all the vitamins in. Right. Perfect. So what do you think about this? Drink it or sink it? Though? I would drink it. I mean, I wouldn't put it on my top of my, like, right. gotta have this wine Yeah, list, it's but. not like, you know, that amazing, but I think it's pretty good. It kind of makes my left eye close when I sip it. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a little bit intense. <laughs> I kind of like it. I think it, like, hits your palate and it's like, whoa, that's a nice, intense flavor, which is what it's saying. It is an intense flavor. Maybe the mozzarella will mellow it out. Yeah, actually, this says 2016 was a good year for wine. (laughs) 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 While the great season and early season rains were short of average, the timing was ideal for vine health and wine quality in 2016. Nice. What are What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Well, I am drinking an old vine Zinfandel. Okay called Gen 5, and it's from Lodi, California. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. It's L-O-D-I. I think it's yeah, Lodi. I think so. I think I've heard about that. And it's a little um, younger wine than yours. It's a 2017. Oh, okay. not as good of a year for it's, wine. It's like, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So um, did you vote drink it or sink it for your wine? I'm going to vote drink it. I had some last night, too, with my husband, and we both really liked it. So. All right. I really like your wine glass. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. We keep breaking ours, and so these are the two that we have. They're new, and we haven't broken them yet. Oh, good. That is the nice thing about, like, I mean, it's sad when you break your wine glasses, but then you get new ones mm-hmm. frequently because they are so easily broken. Yeah, and an excuse to and- like, hey. Don't tell anybody, but it's not me that breaks that. <laughs> okay. All right. You won't. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. This is also a, a complaint about the person who should do the dishes with you. This <laughs> yeah. is our other, that's a segment that we, we come across sometimes. So um, getting to know Anne, I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Um, no. Anne is a heart-centered SLP educator and creator dedicated to helping take the fear out of AAC. She has a website devoted to sharing ideas, tips, and resources that help you not only SLP like a boss, but AAC like a boss too. She puts the fun back in functional. That is such a sweet bio. 
That's great that you put the fun back in functional. I like that. <laughs> Maria's got a this or that game yes. for you so that we can get to know you. And so, I'm going to kick my dog out right. while she does that. So even though that was a really great intro, we want to get to know uh, another side of you, maybe a sign that we don't get to see that much. So these are just like some fun questions and you could try to answer as quickly as you can. Not Try not to think about it too much. Okay. I won't right. overthink it. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Just go with it. All right, ready? So it's called this or that, and you're going to just pick which answer. So, number one, holiday break or summer break? Summer break. Okay, silver jewelry or gold? Gold. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay, swimming or sunbathing? Sun, well, sunbathing gives you cancer, but yeah, uh -huh. sunbathing. Okay, all right. I can't swim very well. It's hard to get past that, yeah. wanting a tan. Yeah, that's all right. We're getting there. <laughs> it's, all right, jogging or hiking? Hiking. Okay, red or white wine? Definitely red. Okay, soft cheese or a hard cheese? These are so easy, definitely hard cheese. Okay, wow. singing or dancing? Dancing, because I'm a terrible singer. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> You're that, the opposite. <laughs> Mike says I'm getting the bad vibes away. <laughs> okay, money or fame? Money. Mm. Splurge on breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Okay. Cactus or flowers? Oh, that's hard because they live in Arizona. I, know, I, cool. I messed up the last this or that. Oh. I didn't mess it up. I just, you know, wow. didn't have of course. I'm impressed. Thank yeah, you. She wasn't here, so I had to throw her under the bus. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go flowers. I love flowers. Yeah. There's cactus flowers, though, right? Yes. Yes. So you can pick that answer, too, if you like. <laughs> DJ or a band? To be? Like, or to, 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 to listen to. Band. Okay. Cake or donuts? Um, gosh, donuts if they're like the really good ones. Gotcha. Cook at home or dine out? Duh, dine out. All right. Ice or hot coffee? Hot. Okay. Hoop earrings or studs? Definitely hoop. I like big stuff. Uh-huh. Bruce Willis or Harrison Ford? Might go with Bruce. Okay. Rock or country? Definitely rock. Okay. Massage or a facial? A facial because I'm getting older. I like facials too. International or domestic travel? Definitely. I want more international. Okay. Me too. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I like <laughs> traveling. I guess I like being there, but the journey is just not for me. Really? I actually like the journey too. I like being on a plane. Really? I hate being, as soon as I walk into the airport, I have a panic attack. I'm like, we're going to miss the flight. We're going to lose our baggage. They're not going to let me on. Oh. It's going to be the wrong gate. Like, it's just What happened to the positive thinking? No, it goes away. It's really? gone. I walk through the, the airport oh. and then all the positive energy. That's why you stop at the bar and have a yes. glass of wine. Exactly. Yes. And then you fall asleep on the airplane. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like to grab a cocktail before a flight. Yeah. But I wonder if there are people getting on a flight now listening to this. Maybe. Like, Stay flight. Yeah. Don't write to us if you are. <laughs> All right. So we want to talk about. I want to know. Yeah. We want to know, Anne, about your journey, about how what we call this segment started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wherever here is. Yeah, wherever here is. <laughs> so you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the field and just, you know. Pretty much anything you want to share, we're here to listen. Sure. Well, it was a, pr a very roundabout kind of a journey. I started out as an art major, mm -hmm. and then I... I want to stop you. Like an art, like like studying the history of art, or being... No, like an artist, like a fine, a fine art. So I was doing wow. drawing and painting and sculpting and all wow. of that. And then I got about two years through, and then I thought, well, how am I going to make any money at this? And which is not to say that you can't, but I just, I just couldn't really see it happening for me. Right. And so then I was looking at maybe being a teacher, 
but I couldn't see myself in front of a classroom of kids. Yes. And then somebody told me about speech um, pathology, which I had not, honestly, hadn't really ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. And so they said, why don't you check, you know, have a look at that. And um, so I did, and I took a, uh, an audiology class and a speech, I can't remember what I took, but I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so it kept my interest. Uh, and because I used to get bored. Well, I still do. I get bored easily. And so uh, it really kept my interest. And I really liked the science part of it. And I liked the, um, the working with people part of it. And so I got my degree. I got a dual major in speech pathology and audiology. Oh. And then that was a long time ago. And back when that you didn't have to have a master's degree yet, but that was the year that the second I got my bachelor's degree, they said, Oh, guess what? You have to have a master's degree now. And I was really tired of going to school. And so I took a little break and uh, decided I wanted to work at an office and wear like pencil skirts and cute shoes. Gotcha. So I, I did that and I ended up working for that company for the next, I think like eight years, I got into marketing. Um, shopping center marketing for several years and then moved to Canada, did more art, and then finally came back to Arizona in 2006 and uh, found I was looking for a job. I needed to have a job and I needed one fast and I saw an ad that said that you could work as a speech path with a bachelor's degree in the schools here and so I got that job and uh, and then I thought well I better get my master's degree now because this is like the last there's only two states left that you can do that so I could kind of read the writing on the wall and so I um, I worked and got my um, master's degree online through Nova Southeastern University out of Florida yeah I know uh, I had one of my students a grad student and she went there yeah, it w- it really worked for me the online thing, um, just as uh, as an adult student, and uh, because I needed to work, it worked out really well. well so, crazy. and I always wonder, like, is taking online is it is it a little bit more difficult to to understand things when you don't have somebody there to do the, the question and answer, or does does it like make up for itself in that way? Well, each one of the classes you had to sign in for an hour for like a group, um, like a lecture. So it, it would depend on the instructor usually there. And they had these um, like chat, I think they were like chat room things that were set up. So you could have some interaction and uh, it worked, it worked fine for me because there was enough videos and um interaction except the only part that was tricky it was the AAC part oh, wow. Look at that. and I went to I ended up there was a cohort of students in LA which is not that far away from Phoenix and so I flew there for an intense um, three-day weekend of like 10 hour a day AAC classes wow. and we could you know have hands-on oh wow that's so is that is that how you started your passion for AAC? Yeah, yeah. And what? Well, that was part of it. Um, and also, actually, before that, when I was working in the school, uh, while I was going to school, I was working with a lot of the kids that I work with now. I've been at the same uh, in the same district for the last, I think, eleven. I think it's been eleven years now. Yeah, I think 11 years. And so I was working with kids with complex communication needs with very little support. And that was when I was like, I need to know some stuff. And so I would look it up and I would ask people and they would just give me the tech part. And that's not the hard part. The hard, I'm like, okay, I understand how to use the device, but how do I actually get the child to use it? And how do I actually get the adults in his environment to use it? Yes. And that's when I started getting super interested in it. Wow. Yeah, I feel like it's something that not everyone is exposed to, and it's like a huge element of fear for many speech pathologists. Maria works with AAC. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I'm mm-hmm. in uh, gen ed. 
So although all of my students, they have IEPs, they don't have complex communication issues. This year I'm working with all kiddos that have uh, Oh wow. Needs. Yeah. A lot of mine have uh, AC devices or we just have the ones like programmatic like are in the speech room and we're trialing different things. And um, so I guess we'll talk about AC in the school. Um, some challenges we've seen were like the like just like technical things like it's not working, it's not charged, it's in their desk and it's not out on the table. Um, so like those are some of the challenges that I see. I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, you definitely. I think <laughs> it's like universal and yeah. it's because yeah, I talk to I talk to a lot of people too, like through social media and through um, my AAC Academy, and it seems like that's one of the biggest challenges that we face is it, just getting over that fear of uh, using like and a lot of the SLPs just because they maybe they were working in a different placement and they didn't have to use AAC and they maybe only had one class in grad school, if that, and then all of a sudden they get a new caseload where they have a whole room full of kids and they, they, you know, they panic and, uh, and there's, and then they have to try and get the teachers to use it and the staff to use it and the kids to use it. And so there's just a lot of resistance and fear. Yes. Yes, I also feel like in all of the instances that I have had with AAC, I've, for the most part, it's always been um, a client that I don't have for very long, whether it's because I see them for summer services, so I'm just the person that gets them for those three months, or if it's because they're preschool age and they have to be evaluated for a device still. I've never had like a kid with a device. <laughs> and like kept them on my caseload for uh, a year. But what I did experience in the time that I did spend with those children with devices, I just felt so overwhelmed. It's like there's pages and pages of things and there are just so many options and icons that I felt like I needed, if I was going to be productive with that device, I was gonna have to take it home with me <laughs> and like change it because when you go in to see somebody for 45 minutes twice a week or 30 minutes twice a week, you like, it's a struggle to like work on programming a device when you're trying to interact with the individual that you're with. So that was the challenge that I had, even with PECS I had, I talked about right. when we had an episode, there's this family, they were just so wonderful. They had binders and binders of like all these pecs pictures and I was like I don't even know what I think me and Anne are just like no <laughs> like in our head we're just like no so many things we got to say about that but I guess I'll let Anne go first well I I think it's natural like when you first get a kiddo and they have a device and you look at it and there's all those yes. little squares you're like this is way too much they can't access this but they can. And, right. and that's the thing that, um, cause I did, I, I did this. I hate to even say I did this, but I'm pretty sure everybody does it at some point. You're like, Oh no, no, no. Let's just give them four right. scores. Yeah. Let's start them off with four big ones so they can yeah. see them. And then once they get that, then we'll add to it. But then you, you're taking out that whole motor planning piece because then they're going to have to learn a whole nother uh, motor plan when you stick the, you know, all of a sudden they were used to these four, which is so limiting to only have four words that you can say. And it, it's better to screen out some of the words, like to just like leave them there. But if it's overwhelming while you're trying to teach something, almost all of the devices have a way that you can um, just Find like them. screen them out. Right. And so then yeah. you maybe will just pick like I don't know, however many, maybe you only want to focus on six. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I think, don't you think Maria, that's like a super yeah. common thing. That's, I've done that before myself. So I'm right there with you, Anne. 
Um, but it was like years ago, <laughs> not recently. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't last year. Yeah, it wasn't like no. yesterday, you know, it was like a couple of years ago <laughs> where I was like, oh, this is too much. And then I kind of learned the hard way where I was like, oh, now I'm going to add adjectives now. And then I'm like, oh, and even I couldn't find where that folder was. So if I was lost. Actually, the student found it easier than I did. Uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I ended, up, um, I ended up making a file of all the animals at first. That was like the first thing I did. And then we would sing Old MacDonald's had a farm and we would choose the animals. And that was like, that was like the first thing I came up with. I was like, you know, I don't know what to do here. And uh, no, yeah. I just want to help and interact. So that's what we were going to do. And then, um, it, then it was over. Because it was summer, it was over, and then they went back to their regular SLP, or they went from transitioning from preschool to kindergarten. Yeah. I think, like, now uh, there's a trend, and I think it's a really healthy trend, towards using a lot of core vocabulary because it, it's um, research-based, and it's so functional, and it goes across all environments. And then uh, I think if you blend a little bit of real specific fringe vocabulary, which is um, fringe, I know you guys know this, but I'll just say it. Yeah, just no, it's good to know. The fringe vocabulary would be the more specific words, like nouns, that are in the child's environment. So maybe like the name of their favorite toy or their, you know, some of their friends. But um, when you're teaching those core words, then, and you're teaching them, um, you're teaching them across uh, different uses of language. So you're right. teaching them to comment, not just to request and label. Right. You're teaching yeah. them to comment and how to refuse and, pardon? I said to initiate also. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, you get so much more bang for your buck with the core vocabulary. I agree. I've been seeing a lot more, um, even though, like just on Instagram. <laughs> But, you know, in research, they are talking more and more about core. And I think that's definitely helping the field because um, I think now as SLPs, we're like, all right, let's think more of like core vocabulary rather than like these binders of fringe words, which really are just that I think is scarier. Maybe that's why everyone's so scared. Too much yeah. fringe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everyone would be overwhelmed if we only did fringe. <laughs> so we're trying to get rid of that. And I've even had like teachers come to me and I think it's in a way great because at least they're coming to me and they want to use the device and like, can you program it to say all our words? And I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm just like, no, that's really great that you want to use it. And I like that, but like, why don't you just use like next page, you know, and like, let's just work on those two. And like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, just, you know, while you're reading your book, you know, have that child say next page, press it approximate it and then you turn the page and now they're engaged in a lesson you know you don't have to get too crazy about making a whole because every week you're going to have a new book do you want to be doing every new week like a whole program on his device like <laughs> no, nobody has time to do that because yeah. especially the back of their books will have like some of their words and they could point to those words you know that's could be like your fringe words can be like specific yeah. Yeah, and they can just use like look or to point out something yeah. that they see or my turn. Mm -hmm. And you like exactly. to speak a lot about, um, I see it on your Instagram page and many other pages about um, the real key to teaching AUC is modeling it. So like while you're speaking, are you saying that like in conjunction with, with verbal language or do you try to just mostly use the board as the individual would i i think it's a a big deal now to use you are using aac to teach aac so you want to because the example that i give to teachers and parents is that i typically like a typically developing child a baby like how many times do they hear the word mama before they say mama thousands and thousands and thousands and so we're asking these kids to point and how many times are they seeing at someone else point? Right. Not many unless we're doing it. And so that's why it's so important for us to, uh, to be like talking and pointing at the same time and making it simple. Like you don't have to point, like if they're a beginner, you do not have to point to every single word because right. it will be really hard because you're not going to know where they're at. But pick a couple right. if that's the gist of it. And then that's going to really help them. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I got to use that one. I'm going to put that one in my it's back. A good one, huh? That's a good one. Yeah, so I, 
I want to, in my future, have more cases that I would require AAC just so that I can get that experience of the working with the individual, but then also having the skill base to help them be able to communicate. So that's a goal of mine moving forward. But currently I don't, it's not, it's like my empty toolbox. It's like <laughs> AAC, it's like my missing puzzle piece. I don't, I don't like, I, I have like the least amount of experience in it. And um, I just want to learn more stuff that I can do. So I've been taking classes on like MedBridge and stuff. And I um, took one course that was about how um, trying to make an AAC program that's a little bit more dynamic so that the child has the opportunity or the individual has the opportunity to like talk personally about themselves rather than like everything being uh, like an icon, like something that says like, like what they like in their hobbies and stuff. But, and that was interesting okay. to me. But I guess like, obviously we have to start off with the core language mm -hmm. so that we can even understand one, the function of language and yeah. how to communicate with the device. Right. But then two, so that you can progress to more complex type of. Right. And I think it's important too, to um, once they get like some of those core words going is to have like uh, a page for them of comments and quick phrases, because I have found that I've been lucky enough to work with a couple of kiddos that are getting more proficient on their device. And um, I have like one girl that is in, she's in gen ed and she's using a device oh, because wow. she has um, an unrepaired submucous cleft. Oh, and so wow. it's not intelligible, but it's been super interesting because she can't communicate on her device as quick as she can think. And I see that frustration mm -hmm. and I see the frustration in her communication partners too. And right. so that's when I think having some things pre-programmed that she says a lot, you know, like, Hey, what's up or yeah. like that to help speed things along. It's a whole nother consideration. Right. Because that's another um, thing too. I've had an experience with if like um, for social interactions, if it is taking them too long to access it, sometimes we do have to like, you know, kind of, like you said, pre-program it or have one folder that it's right there, just something yeah. because then you, then the listener like might lose interest, especially if they're, you know, if they have complex communication needs as well. So that's like another point too, to think about. Yeah, exactly. With that. <laughs> So, I always, I, well, sorry, what were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, no, I was just, I was going to say about the home and how oh, yeah. you see at home, because it seems like we're talking about school, but go ahead. Um, I don't even remember what oh, I was going to say. Really? I wanted okay. to say, I was like, <laughs> that was like um, two minutes. Yeah, I know. Like my, well, <laughs> I also lost. got distracted by all the laughing right. behind me. See? That's our Because point. there's another podcast recording. Right. So I was like, what are they laughing well, about? Well, like, that goes along with our point that we yeah. got to communicate, because sometimes our listener, you know. Yes. She doesn't always pay attention. <laughs> right. um, oh, then that was the other experience that I had with AAC. Um, so I was at a wedding and I was like uh, singing a lot at the wedding because I was like just dancing around and singing. And then the next day I had no voice. So I um, used the app Verbal Me. Yes. <laughs> you, are you familiar with Verbal Me? And it's like, uh -huh. a free, like, it's like a free communication app. And it basically has like colors, yes, no, and like, it has a keyboard and you can like create phrases that you would say and then hit the phrase. Um, so basically I used it while I um, had no funny. voice and it was so frustrating to me because um, a lot of times people were not giving me enough opportunity to speak. So it's like I'm putting all this effort in to say something and they're like cutting me off. <laughs> Or like asking me more questions and I'm like, I'm trying to answer your first question still. That's an excellent point. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was what I wanted to say. Yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. But so, so <laughs> what, yeah, what advice do you give to when you're teaching people to use it? Like to look for shortcuts, I think for, um, I went to a, uh, a lamp words for life training oh, okay. and it was really good, and it was by the, um, what's his name? John Halloran, the, the, I don't know if this is the right, the inventor. I don't know that you would say that, but anyway, he and his wife are the ones that kind of came up with that whole, with the lamp words. And, uh -oh.
Where'd you go, Anne? Am I, am I gone? Oh, you're back. Oh, okay. Sorry, what we heard words for life, lamp. Oh, stop. That's our halfway That's point. our halfway point. You could wrap, wrap up the um, point. And yeah. Go and stuff. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, oh, for John, um, John Halloran, he's a really dynamic, really passionate speaker. And he brought, he's been working with a lot of uh, people, of students for like a long period of time. So like from the time they were teenagers to adults. And so he would show videos of some of them being really successful. And they, they were people with really um, intense physical limitations, but he taught them shortcuts. And so, you know, if I can't remember what some of the words were, but even if you put the two words together, if they sounded like what they were trying to say, it was a big shortcut for them. And so they, he was an advocate of them doing that because of um, how it speeds up the communication. Right, yeah, right. that's a good point. And then also there's gotta be an element to it where you have to do counseling with parents and teachers and anyone in the individual's life where you're like, okay, so you're gonna need to allow more time for this person to speak and create more opportunities for them to use their device and, and hold them accountable for making sure it's charged and, mm. and used at home. Oh, now we're going into home too. So that was my other right. question. We'll do that after the halfway point. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do our halfway point. Uh, so, Anne, just tell everyone where they could find you on Instagram, your website, all that. Oh. If you might okay. want to first. I, uh, my favorite social media is Instagram for sure. And I'm there as Beautiful Speech Life. And then I also have another account for um, fashion, my uh, style one is called What the SLP Wore. Oh, yeah. And, and then I, um, I'm i also on Facebook as Beautiful Speech Life, and I have a blog and a website, and that's kind of the best way to get a hold of me, Beautiful Speech Life. And I have uh, my newly formed, well, not that new now, it's been since May, uh, AAC Academy that's going really well and that I'm really proud of, and you can find out about that. There's links on my Instagram. Yes, I'm very interested in signing up because then you'll be my AAC teacher. <laughs> I would. I would be your AAC cheerleader. And yeah. Coach. Okay. Well, that's okay. yeah. That's it. Seems I was reading um, on your website. I was reading your blogs. And I, I read the, the one about the um, the AAC Academy and like just how you broke it down and everything that you would be able to get from it. And it seems like so helpful. I try to make it so that I, I tried to make it what I wished I would have had right. 10 years ago. Right. That's great. I think that's very helpful. Um, our Instagram is at SLP's wine and cheese pod underscore between each word. Also like us review our podcast on iTunes and we still have shirts left, blah, blah, blah yeah, shirts. Mostly so, pink medium. Yeah, pink medium. So if pink you're thinking medium. if you should get a shirt, you should say yes. Yeah, send us an email, let us know. I'll send you a PayPal invoice and uh, uh, maybe Maria or myself will mail it to you. One of okay, us yes. Yeah. I can I'm mail not, mailing's hard work. I can mail. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can mail. It. it is hard work. I was just talking about that with some of our my friends today. We said that going to the post office is one of our very least favorite things. <laughs> oh my goodness! I and know. it also is not open during the times. Other, than, it's only open during work times. Do people take off of work to go to the post office? No. It's it's amazing. So then I go to the UPS store, sure. which is also like. A, a mob scene right. at this point. It's just packages everywhere. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, if somebody were to rob this place, they would make out pretty good. There's yeah. just like every single Amazon box, like it, you're probably going to hit strike goals. Not that right. I'm advocating for yeah, robbery. No, we're not. No. We're just advocating for you to get a shirt. Yes. So we can just, you know, <laughs> go to the post office and just appreciate life. Make that sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll meet some cool people at the post office. Like, well, we should do some interviews in there. Like, hey, did you take off of work to come here? No, yeah, I would be like, what are you like to know? Do you enjoy hell on earth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> I checked into the post office and they labeled it hell on earth on Facebook. <laughs> I like changed the location. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. That's fine. And then I looked and I was like, oh, they all have bad reviews, this post office. Yeah. That's, so, that's why, though. 
Anywho, that's all we want to plug, right? Our, our oh, Patreon. Patreon. Yes, check out our Patreon. We're going to have videos of what would you do with that. Yes. Coming up. And available uh, principles and uh, premium podcast episodes. Yes. And now we're back on topic. Yes. AAC at home. So we were saying pretty much you have to have the conversation of the ownership and responsibility of the device, like charging it, bringing it to school, using it at home, leaving it out. Uh, do you have uh, parent trainings? Do you have anything like that you work with the parents with and how do you go about I have, I have yeah, it's, it, it's really, I find that super challenging as well, to be honest. Um, I have a, a lot of times I find that parents are already overwhelmed because yeah. they have a child with um, complex communication needs mm -hmm. and it's like one more thing for them to do and yeah. It, it, they sometimes they just would prefer not to do it and let us do it and so it just is a lot of encouragement because you can't make somebody do it but it's a lot of encouraging and saying how about you just try this like how about you just try um, a lot of times I'll meet and say okay can you just think of five minutes in a day that you could um, make the AAC part of what you're doing with your family. Like maybe is there a time that you sit down and read or maybe when he brushes his teeth or oh, maybe loading the dishwasher, you know, like just like try and think of something that is doable. And then I'll give them a couple of words that they could practice during that activity. Like say if it was loading the dishwasher, it would be like putting it in, in, yeah. in that they could put in the silverware or, yeah. um, you know, or, yeah, or folding the clothes or putting, yeah, clothes in the laundry or when they're reading the turn the page thing. Right. Wow, All of I like that. Things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that tip. <laughs> and then um, I have done a parent group before. Um, I don't have any going right now. I would like to get some going again. And, um, like, yeah, it's, it's tricky. And, and for an SLP in the field, it's one more thing. But I think it's an important one if we can just even get a conversation going right, and, yeah. and, you know, kind of try and work together and say, hey, look, this is what he can do yeah. at school. Maybe he can do that at home, too. No, that's great. So I talk about this on the podcast a lot. Um, my boyfriend, Mike, he has a brother who is 28 now, and he, um, he would be... I don't, he's not nonverbal. He does, he doesn't say very many things spontaneously, but he can repeat probably up to three to four words. Um, and he has a couple of phrases that if you prompt him, he can say. Um, but I just think it's so heartbreaking that he didn't get a device as a child. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard now that he's older because not only, I'm not saying like it's harder for an older person to learn. That's not even like my concern. My concern would be like because habits have developed and because like um, he is used to a certain way of things and how um, like I just don't know like if he would tolerate learning it but I feel like I want him to have something more than what he has like because I do see he becoming him becoming increasingly frustrated does he have an ipad you can download some free apps and try it he doesn't have an ipad he likes to sit at the computer with headphones on okay but like in terms of carrying around a device i've never seen him do that with with his hands he likes to carry pens a lot and okay. he'll have he likes to have um twist ties Okay. in his hands so I guess he likes the way it feels and the way it looks so that would be a whole thing like even getting him to not be holding these things right and to hold a device like I'm not even talking about like using the device I'm like right. like even yeah so that's not like he, he does have like the fine motor skills because we color together and he can type and he can write and read I but, think he would be a good candidate. I don't know. I think you. I think if he can do those things and he could write and read and he's interested in the computer, usually when they have that interest, I think you can get them interested in a device. I don't know. That's what I think. I don't know. What does Ann think? <laughs> I think so too. And I think now with iPads, if, I mean, it, you wouldn't want to start out with uh, 
him carrying it around because that sounds like that would be really challenging for him. But I feel like if you could find like one instance during his day too, that he was more motivated to communicate, maybe he could uh, use it. And then some of the, a lot of the apps now are accessible, are web-based and they're accessible on the computer where he could use the mouse. He, he, depending on his computer, he could interface with his finger or use the mouse and they're getting more affordable. Like there's one now that I just saw for, forgot what it was because it's late at night, but it was only $49.99 for, for the app. So it's not like you have to spend thousands like you used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must also be so daunting to be like, oh, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on this thing, and I don't even know. Right. right? Like, you don't even know if it's going to work. It's going to work. Yeah. I think what would work for him is if he had one of the bracelets too. Like I like when I when I see the the bracelets that have the pet symbols on it. I don't know how he feel about having something on his wrist, but like that could be, I think, a good technique for him. I just start with some visuals, like, or some stuff like that, just to get him, I guess, like, used to it. What's the oldest client that you've ever introduced a new device to? Mm, It would be, for me, young, because I work in the school, so probably, like, 12. Okay, but that's still not that young. That's, like... Well, and if you think about like people that are working in SNFs and you're, when someone has a stroke and so you're in, you're showing them AAC at, you know, at whatever age, like in their seventies or eighties sometimes. Right. And it's um, a lot of it, like you mentioned before, is that motor planning. So they do learn it like a lot quicker than you might think because yeah. Might not like for a I have a kid that's like better with his device than I am because he's new to me, but he's had this device for over a year. So I'm like, you show me where feelings are. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right there, there. And he's like, quick, he knows. So I just let him, you know, go with it. He's like showing me a lot of stuff too, and I'm still, you know, learning as well. But you know, you'll be surprised because of that motor planning aspect. So yeah, it's pretty. I think it's worth a shot. I could talk about that too. I have some. Uh, so how would you incorporate using something like a feelings page or like the feelings app portion of the AAT device yeah. in the home setting? You could ask like, how do you feel today? That's what I did. <laughs> and he said, excited and proud. So mm-hmm. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. And then I did it a couple of times just to check that he like, you know, well, I'm like, oh, okay, how do you feel today? I was like, oh, you feel excited, all right. And I just wanted to make sure, because this was new today, and I was like, tell me one more time, I forgot, how do you feel today? And then he said proud. I was like, oh, okay, great. So I just wanted to make sure, because he was having a hard time. So I was like, let's ask him how he's feeling, so. Well, and I feel like with our younger kids, feelings have to be taught. Yes, exactly. That's a whole other vocabulary that's abstract. Yes. That be kind of systematically taught. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like for for him, once again, like feelings are something that he struggles with, and I don't even think he could identify, because he doesn't even know why he gets so upset, I don't think. I don't know for sure. Somewhere, I can't remember where I saw this, but I thought it was a really good idea, where uh, they were kind of talking the kiddo through something, and they would say, uh, okay, I see that right now you have tears coming out of your eyes and your face is red and you have you are frowning that makes me think that you're sad and then they're pointing to the sad and so then if they do that kind of every time then then maybe they can start to get that understanding kind of like incidental when it comes up right so yeah actually labeling the characteristics on your face and then having like a display next to you and identifying that eye contact yeah 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 Yeah. or i see you're throwing all of your toys at all the other kids frustrated (laughs) yeah frustrated i know i have a kid sorry i'm like chewing this apple that was having a hard time and I guess he just wanted to go back to class. And I was like, no, you're going to tell me frustrated. And then I, <laughs> he could calm down after that. I was like, all right, let's relax, you know? And I just had him push it like a couple of times to show him this is how you're feeling. So instead of throwing, we're going to at least approximate this word or touch this word. Yeah, yeah. 
that's how you teach feelings in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> when they're feeling them? Right. Okay. So what's your favorite AA? I want to know both of you. Like, oh, man. Like one of your, each of your favorite AAC activities to, oh, okay. to do. Like what's your, like in your arsenal? Well, for what age? <laughs> So who wants to go first, by the way? Should I go? I'll just go first. Yeah, you can go first. Nice. I'll let Anne just relax, have her wine. <laughs> Are you like younger, like early? Whoever it is, okay. I don't know. Whoever's Let's in think your about arsenal. what I did today. Um, I like um, go and stop. Uh, I'm I like more, but I feel like I'm just kind of like ah, over more. <laughs> <gasps> like more yeah like just more I'm like it's good it definitely is good and they're motivated and they pick it up really quickly so I like it for that it's like quick it's like um beginning therapy activity um but I like go and stop so like I had this uh toy today and then it like spins the dinosaur and it spins and then um we would do stop and then I would pair it with a visual of hands down to learn to wait and then um, go, and then they would have to press go, and then push the thing, spin, stop, wait. And then um, the teacher actually does it in class too, where we pass a ball around like hot potato, and she has the visuals of go and stop. So I feel like go and stop are like a good place to start because they're like easy and you can use them with like anything. And then the teachers I've noticed are very willing to use go and stop because it's like, all right, I got this. I can do go and I can do stop. So I like go and stop. And then I have another game we do in another class where we pass around like a sensory bin and they have to fish out their sight words and like they scoop them out. And then that's what we do. We have music going and then go. And then when the music stops, they hit stop. And then whoever has the device will say it on their device. So I just, I like it. I, don't know. I like go and stop. <laughs> So what do you think about that, Andy? <laughs> I love it. I love go and stop too. I go use, and stop, right? I, I use go a lot because you can just do it with so many things and you can do it across all ages. And, you know, with the older kids, maybe just make it a little bit more age appropriate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I like that. And then lately I have really been liking my turn and I do for my I do, group. yes. I feel like I was doing a lot of I do last year with my students. This year I don't have, I have a little bit younger, so I'm doing more, like I know I do is still a core, but more like more finished. Oh, I like finished too. All yeah, done. Finished. finished is good. Just what tell, do you do I do tell me when you're finished. Don't throw the toy, please. Just tell me. All right. I will remove the toy. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll do it when they don't want to, um, when they don't want to give up a toy, I'll be like, okay, look, now you're finished. You're all finished. It's my turn. Yeah. And it kind of works for most of them. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I do a lot of groups, uh, whole, like pushing okay. groups. And uh -huh. so we do a lot of my turn um, with real yeah. quick activities to keep their attention. Uh -huh. um, a lot of um, I do, I'll be like, who wants magic? And I have oh. my magic on, and then they'll be like, I do. Oh, I do. Right? <laughs> 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 That's great. And then what? I do is good for bingo, too. Sorry. Oh. Idea. oh, bingo. Who has, yeah, like you who has blank? And then I do. So just oh. oh, and you can do, like, a guessing game, too. Like, or who has the cat or something. Yeah. Like, if everyone had a picture of something or a toy. Like, Zingo. Yeah. Or Zingo. I never played Zingo. It's Bingo with a Zing. Oh. That's what it is. Really? That's, <laughs> that's what the logo is. Is that its marketing strategy? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. that's clever. Isn't it? Um, what is the most complex um, AAC activity you've done? Like, the thing that keeps popping into my head, like, do you ever get to, the, like, the sector of speeches or, like, telling a whole story or something mm -hmm. like that? I've done that a while ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, would, what did you do? I just had to program it, honestly, um, because, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, was that the right thing? It was a couple of years ago, in case it wasn't. <laughs> I had uh, our students put on a show, The Very Hungry Caterpillar, and we had one of our students who has the device be the narrator of the show. And we programmed his device, and he, like, loved it. So we had, like, the microphone to the device, oh. and he knew, like, to push the buttons along with but it wasn't like the whole, it was like a couple of sentences. So like right. once upon a time, there was a caterpillar and then push in. Oh, okay. That's how we did it. How we practiced and he practiced at home and he, it's really, he took ownership over that device. So 
Uh, mine was not so successful. Oh no. Okay. Mine was a, mine was a fail. I'll tell it to you though. Yeah. Let's see. So I, I have this student and she uh, was, they were going to do this wax museum um, for like parent night and each of the students was like a character and so they had to write their little thing about their character and then if somebody came and put a ticket in the bucket then they would talk about who they were they had oh, their okay. so this is my girl that's un unintelligible and so we she wrote it and then I pro I took it took me a long time too. I programmed it into her device so that all she would have to do is push what she had the button and she would have like two sentences per button. Right. And yes. It was all done, practiced, uh -huh. and then I go to I go to the thing to the wax museum and uh -huh. she she didn't use the device, she panicked. And so uh -huh. when they when they came and put their thing in, she just said it and everybody politely acted like they could understand everything she said when you could not understand one thing that she said. Oh, that's tough. It was a fail, but we tried. You know what? You tried and you had good intentions and maybe she yeah. just had like stage fright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So going on to our other thing that you're very stylish, SLP. Sorry, I had to almost right. commit a murder. Right. I don't think anyone knows. So you didn't have to bring attention oh. to that. Well, yeah, I still, okay. I wanted to vent about how oh, I okay. wanted to commit a murder, but that's I didn't. Okay. Yeah. I'm very angry today. We're talking about being stylish. So, you know, you know, black and white stripes. Jailbirds aren't that stylish. I'm like, what are you doing? That's what I wanted to do. What is that happening? He did say sorry, though. I don't care if you're sorry. I'm just I'm insane. I'm going to stay out of that. I'm going to go back to stylish SLPs. Going to tell us okay. all about being stylish. Well, I like, I love fashion and I like to, um, you know, I just like to keep things looking good. And so I have like a little side gig, gig with Stella and Dot. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a booth at Asha. It was super yes. fun. Were you guys there? Yes. Um, so I like, I, I love jewelry and I love fashion. And so I find like you can you know, it just makes your day a little bit better when you know that you have something cute to wear the next day yes. and um, a new, like, a, like you can dress up. I wear a lot of times, I'll wear like a simple v-neck black t-shirt and then um, you just dress it up with your earrings and necklace. Yeah. I, oh, and I was saying to you earlier, like, I feel better about my day usually when I have a new outfit to wear or I have like, like recently my sister just gave me a ton of new lip glosses and um, I don't usually wear too much stuff on my lips, but I like these because they stay on. So I've been like wearing them and like I've liked it and it's fun to like test out a new lip gloss every day. So yeah. I feel like, do you think it's easier to get ready in the morning when you have all your trinkets and stuff? Yeah, I do. I mean, and I like to... Um... I know that a lot of people, when you work with kids, it's like, I can't work, I can't do that. I'm crawling right. around the floor. Well, I crawl around the floor too. And um, for the most part, I have never, and none of the kids have ever tried to rip my earrings off. That's good. Right. People always try to say that too. That's like mm -hmm. everyone's number one go-to well, if someone's being like critical yeah. of what, of Well, stuff. I wear nice studs and I, I like hoops too. I'm a hoop girl too, but I just save my hoops for the weekend just in case because just that whole like the slit and the earlobe just really scares me. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> so I just wear nice, I'm still wearing my studs now. So I just wear nice studs. I mean. That's, I like I'll tuck my necklaces like if I wear a longer necklace and if I'm in like with the younger kiddos yeah, I just I'll, I'll tuck it in my shirt yes exactly yeah the long necklaces they'll tuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what is your organizational tips though because I feel like so I'll buy earrings for myself or I'll buy a necklace and then I don't have a great spot to put it. So maybe I'll lose one of the earrings mm -hmm. or like the necklaces get tangled or all ratty because I like have them like in a jewelry box, but there's no compartments or do you have like a fancy get up for your jewelry? Actually, I got this really cool jewelry box. It's like a, a travel one and it's got like, 
uh, little trays that you can stack stuff under. And then it's got a spot for the necklaces that on the lid, there's like a loop and you can loop the necklace through and then the chain um, goes in the little pocket in the back. So they oh. don't tangle. Cause I hate it when they tangle and then it takes you forever to un like undo all those knots. So that's like one that I got from Stella and Dot. I have a couple of those and they work really good. Okay. And then you have that, um, um, what did the SLP wore Instagram? Right. What the SLP wore, yeah. Okay, so we get like fashion ideas for SLPs. We had a whole fashion episode, so we'll. Yeah, well, yes, we had yeah. like a fun episode. <laughs> yeah, blazer and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what are your uh, go-to pieces for the SLP, do you think? Um, for me, it's always like pants that I can move in because a lot of times I'm like, especially with AAC, and I'm doing the groups and I've got the core board and I'm holding it up and trying to hold something else up and I'm crawling around on my knees. So I have pants that can move and that can take wear and tear. And like if somebody spits on them, it's not the end of the world. Right. I like stretchy pants. But they're still cute. I get my, I get a lot of pants at Target. Like oh, just okay. the, um, what's the word for them? They're not. I don't wear jeans except on Friday. I would wear jeans every day if I could. I would wear leggings every day if I could, but that's not part of it. Like black pants that are just like a step away from leggings. Like yeah. like my black pants, they're just they they they're practically leggings, all of them that I wear. But it just it was easier because I'm climbing on chairs, like to hang all this artwork in my room, or like I'm I'm, I'm stopping kids from running places and stuff, or. I'm going up and down stairs all day. Right. Yeah. So I wore like a fancy pair of slacks. I wore slacks today. And I took them off immediately when I got home. Yeah, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable the day that I did. Because they don't even feel the same when you sit down than when you're I know. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. And then I wear a lot of um, like of the nice, like I guess they're like nicer t-shirts. They're just like a v-neck plain Short sleeve. I think I have sensory versions, so they have to be like the right fabric, and the right. seam can't be crooked. You know how like they twist sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'll just wear um, layers because sometimes there's like when you're going around to different schools, you never know what temperature it's going to be. I know. And between have climate control with your clothes and be able to like peel off some layers. Yeah, layers yeah. are good. I like, agree. my room is freezing. The hallways are warm. Most of the classrooms are, like, in the middle. Yeah, I so agree. all <laughs> different temperatures. Yeah. The stairways are always so hot, I guess, because the windows and the sun mm. just beating down in there. So, yeah, I, I always have to wear layers. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we are going to go on to our next segment where we call tips or tricks. So that's usually just, like, a little tip or trick that you can use. It could be for, if you want to keep it fashion related, you can do a fashion one. Uh, like probably the AAC one. If you have a tip or trick for SLPs who are listening, just something that they can implement tomorrow and that doesn't need like a ton of like planning of some sort. I, yeah, I do for sure. Like I have, um, for, AAC, for AAC and actually for all of the kiddos, uh, I like to have a couple of go-to apps uh -huh. on my iPad that are like my backup for if like if what I was going to do falls through or I forgot it or the kids are having a really bad day. There's a couple of apps that I like to use. One of them, it's not free, but it's practically free. It's super cheap. It's called um, Preschool Monkey Lunchbox. Okay. $2.99, I think. Okay. And that is really good for turn taking. And I use it with uh, core vocabulary for it would be like for a typically developing child, it, it's preschool. But with my kids with complex communication needs, I think I could go up to about second grade with it. And it, I like it because it the activities are quick. So you can use it for turn taking where each kiddo gets like a 30 second turn so you don't lose your whole rest of your crowd while the one kid's taking so long on their turn because you know how you gotta be like such a juggler so right. it's really good and it's also uh the stuff that it's asking them to do is educational it's like 
shape matching and um, sorting. So I've had that for like, I've been using that for probably five years. It's really good. Well, Maria's got it up I on see her it. phone. Yeah, it I see nice. it. They touch, says touch the heart, uh, touch the orange fruit. So you yeah. Have yeah. There that they can work on. And, and a lot of times I'll use it for my kiddos, uh, the kids with autism that don't, they just want to play with it and they don't want to ever have to say anything. So then I'll take it back it's my turn and then they have to either tell me my turn or more to right. get it to me again and it's highly motivating for them yeah so i really recommend that great yeah i like that, I app. Like that. i'm gonna piggy off of hers okay and my tip or trick is to use a timer in that activity too oh so that's a great idea seconds, uh when it rings they have to pass it on to the next person and that's when they could say my turn your turn and that could be so difficult you might think like for that other student to wait and take their turn so if you're and I've noticed maybe they're not ready yet to just kind of sit and do nothing and wait so I'll give them like a quick little like fidget toy so at least they have something in their hands it's not as yeah. exciting as the iPad so they are still waiting but at least you know it's reducing frustration so that's my trick trick thank you Anne thank <laughs> you. I just kind of bounced in there you know so yeah worked on that one so my tip or trick is, um, so this week, this could require a purchase. I was going to say don't murder anymore. Don't do that. Right, because okay, even that. though you said stripes are not fashionable, right. but I think they are. They are, but not. I, I pick stripes a lot. Or orange jumpsuits, maybe. Are no, right? no, I don't think orange would work for me. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. The thing about murder is jail. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Yeah. You really shouldn't even yeah. play there. Right. Anywho, so um, <laughs> sorry, I you. it's fine. Mike has a joke about about how he wants to marry me because um, people who kill their wives they get a little bit more forgiveness than people who kill their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the news. They're like, look yeah. at this sweet innocent angel whose life was tragically cut short, and then. You hear a guy like kills his wife, and they're like, "Yeah, there's two sides to every story." <laughs> oh yeah, that's why it's okay if I do that. Um, but my tip or trick is: so I recently decided to randomize prize giving in speech therapy oh. by using a prize wheel. So I did have to purchase this prize wheel, and it did cost about forty dollars. But it has increased the excitement level in my speech room from, like, it's it's insane how everyone just can't even wait to spin the wheel. Wow. So there are definitely other ways that you can figure out oh, yeah. how to randomize prize giving. This cheese is delicious. I'm sorry. Oh, it's mozzarella. I keep interrupting you right now. It's I'm fine. so excited about this I cheese. mean, you should be more excited about my prize wheel. I am. Awesome. <laughs> But like, so the reasons why I think it's good is one, it's exciting. Two, we're going to be working on like coping with uh, disappointments uh -huh. and stuff and like having to, to verbalize that. Um, like yeah. I'm disappointed because of this. Um, and then also the whole, like you get what you get, but you don't get upset. Right. And then also it was just really why I did it was it was taking entirely too long for anyone to pick a prize to the point where I was like, if you don't pick now, you're leaving and that's right. it. Yeah. So, so now we spin the wheel and then I hand them the prize and then they leave and that's, it's great. And they then, had a lot of spinning the wheels at ASHA. Were you maybe subconsciously inspired by that? It could be because yeah. I, you know, humans, they like right. spinning wheels, yeah. wheel of yeah. fortune. Yeah. Does it make noise when it goes around? It does. It goes like tick, 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 tick. Yeah. And it's got like um, the, price the circle right. in the middle too. So it yeah. like hypnotizes you a bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I bought um, a pack of 40 individually wrapped toothbrushes. All You're of fun. the prizes that I, I know. Isn't that so funny? All the prizes that I, I have, I the school purchased for me. Like I just oh, okay. put in the request. But then I decided to, in addition to that, buy 40 toothbrushes and put toothbrush on there and I just can't wait for cool. someone to land on toothbrush. <laughs> You're teaching proper oral care. That's good. Yeah, but then it'll be funny when they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. Speaking of fancy quotes, and you want to uh, finish off the episode with a quote of something that you like to live by, something inspirational? Yeah, I did one. My quote is like, it's an AAC related quote, but um, 
that it's a marathon and not a sprint. That's mm. a good one. And it's so yeah. true. Yes. That's, that's good for all of life. I like to tell yeah. myself that at parties. <laughs> but, point. yeah, last night I went to a big party and I met Macaulay Culkin. Oh, oh I saw that you posted you did? That. Yes, I woke up this morning and I was like, I met Macaulay Culkin. Like, that was what I remembered right away. That was what was on my mind. He was really cool. No. Is he a little strange? No, completely. Like, he was very friendly and nice and regular. And everyone I told, like, had brought up how, like, he, I guess, in the past had instances of drug abuse, but no indication of that. And he was, like, super, super conversational and, like, nice. And, like, so I went up to him to be, like, I'm so sorry I'm this person, but, like, it's so cool to meet you. I'm Deborah, whatever. And I was at a party that had several um, famous people there, so it wasn't, like, and that was the only one, though, that I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, my oh. goodness, it's Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, and then he, I, I asked him to come over to my table of friends where they were not as cool as me. Oh. They were all like, oh, my goodness. And, like, Calm down. and then he ran away. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I got to go back to my girlfriend now. Oh. How old is he, would you say? You know, I'm so bad at age. I asked somebody how old they were, and they were like 43, and I was like, "Whoa, I have no, what? I didn't even guess that." So I think he you is. Look that up. I don't even know. Like, yeah, like late 30s, maybe. He looks young, yeah, though. That's why. I don't know. I um. I also met Mark Ronson. That's do you know who that is? Mark Ronson was he the one who uh, he played the Hulk, right? No, he's a music no. producer. He Sorry. like he. I'm He's making a time. song with Miley Cyrus right now. Oh, I heard that. He was born in 1980, Macaulay Culkin. Oh. Okay. So 38. 38. 38. Okay. Yeah. That was some good math. You guys' picture, okay? Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> For Instagram. Yeah, Great. gram it. And yes. then did you, let's get a picture. Oh, we're going to take a picture. Yeah. Oh, now I just well, feel. We, we, maybe we should end the episode and then take pictures. Right? Oh, yeah, we have to yes. end the episode. So on that note. <laughs